702 Radio that listens to you. We're joined by Manny Ramos, who is the junior CEO of Abico Tanks. And today we are discussing a very important element when it comes to human existence. Manny, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for letting me join. Manny, we talk about the scientific fact that uh, the body itself is made up uh, mostly of water, but and we, we take it for granted when we switch on a tap, depending on which part of the country uh, you are in. What would you say the current state of our water quality, and what metrics would you use to measure these benchmarks in our country? Yeah, so, so currently, if we look at our, our current state, we've had um, years and years of should we say, neglect on the water infrastructure. So we haven't really spent a lot of money making sure that everything is working correctly, et cetera. So uh, times like this that we face at the moment with this uh, COVID crisis, it sort of tends to highlight where we are at the moment. I mean, like I said, there's been decades of underfunding of the water infrastructure, and it's putting the country at risk. And now this pandemic has uh, shed light on these mistakes. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's, uh, we, we're joined by Manny Ramos Jr. He's the CEO of Beco Tax. Apologies for that. So, Manny, do you feel then we're just throwing money at the problem because financial commitments, surely they're not enough? Yeah, definitely. I mean, what we tend to find is, is a short-term solution. So, you know, if you don't deal with the people on the ground, what, what the communities actually need, uh, you're not solving a problem. Um, a short-term solution is is just getting water uh, to the to the community now, but it's not a continuous solution going forward. And and, and if people don't have the solution that they actually required initially, there's no drive to make sure that that it works. So when when it doesn't work or when they turn the tap on, there's no water. Uh, it's what they had before. So people are really looking for a long-term solution. I mean, people don't want to be walking 500 meters, five kilometers to get water. They want access to water. In your 35 years of experience, what have you learned about the health and security of water in South Africa and Africa? So, like we've seen, you know, good hygiene, soap, water, it's it's the first line of defense and the, not, not only in the coronavirus, but the vast range of other diseases. Uh, what we found is, is you know, the, the poor are more susceptible to health and, uh, than the, the well-off. And generally what, what you're seeing is if you don't have this access to water, that's leading to all these uh, uh-huh. water-related diseases. So we tend to spend more on curing water-related diseases than actually spending on the infrastructure and providing water and water storage facilities to the people. There's a a trend that is being experienced uh, in various departments and sector with regards to service delivery that uh, a lot of our departments and our public officials are working in silos. And uh, the health-related issues themselves could cause problems because what happens now, we need hospital beds with regards to the pandemic. Do you feel that there's been a sharper focus on the access and safety of water in SA? And what would your uh, discussion and engagement be, for example, to the health department and working with uh, the Department of Water? 
So hopefully this, hopefully this current situation will be a catalyst for a greater investment in the water storage. Right? Water doesn't need to be the problem. It can be part of the solution. Okay. You know, improving, the water, improving the water management is a powerful, powerful tool that can be used by individuals, communities, households to protect their own health. Um, and getting back to your question, you know, the, the project implementation, if we have improved project uh, implementation, um, help with uh, project delays, and also, you know, the, just look at the poor performance of certain contractors mm. and also the lack of internal capacity at the municipalities, uh, at the municipalities to operate and maintain infrastructure. You know, um, water is only delivered once it flows through the taps. Mm. So the, the solution needs to be the correct solution. All right. And, and what impacts can a lack of safe water supply have on a, on a person's health? It's, it's massive impacts. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's uh, focused on the current pandemic, but everything else that's related to that, you know, water-related uh, illnesses, uh, this is killing thousands of people, mainly children, a day. Mm. So, uh, and 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 what what is actually happening is is people are becoming immune to uh, medicines that were pre- previously used. Sure. So it's it's um, it's it's a, it's a major factor. Can you give us a bit more insight on uh, the focus on the treatment of water-associated diseases um, than on safe water supply and sanitation? So, I mean, when you look at uh, various studies and and, and, and spend from the U.S., etc., there's something like $5 billion uh, gets wasted on, on improper water infrastructure solutions in Africa. Whereas thirty billion dollars is spent trying to cure these uh, water-related diseases, so oh. it's it's more of a, a a reactive and a proactive solution. What does this proactive solution look like specifically? I, I talked about how maybe we can look at preventative measures instead of uh, responding or reacting after uh, the fact. Yeah, so I mean, like I say, part of the thing is is providing specific solutions to the specific communities. So it's not a, a, a one-foot-all scenario. Oh. And often what happens not only in, in South Africa, but also in Africa, uh, some global organization comes through and, and, you know, they donate a few small tanks and, and they say, right, we donated to thousands of people, but that's not what the people actually require. So... Like I said earlier, when, when something like that breaks down, there's no requirement to fix it because they're still having to, you know, I'll give you an example, sort of the guy had to maybe have a well and now they put the pump, but he still has to work, he still has to walk hundreds of kilometers to get to the water. So it's not, it's maybe making it quicker, but it's not really a solution for him. So we, we, we need to listen to the people and, and need to, to listen to those requirements that we can provide uh, a proper solution. If you've just joined us, we are almost at the tail end of the discussion with Manny Ramos, CEO of Abico Tanks. We're talking about why water must get back onto the health agenda. So did we learn anything, Manny, when it comes to the Cape Town water crisis that happened in 2017? How can we either prevent it or invest towards water infrastructure that is capable of handling such a a, a, a phenomenon that may and possibly and likely will occur? So I think I think the issue is often that water is 
is often overlooked for spending and, and investment because the economical benefits of better water and sanitation are not emphasized enough. You know, more money, uh, like I said, is, is spent on other things. So uh, Cape Town, like you said, we sort of wait for the event and then we say we don't have enough water. But planning, you know, it's, uh, we refer to others as, as, as uh, water storage as, as a bank. You know, we're saving water for when we need it. So places oh. like Cape Town, etc. And, and by the way, Cape Town only got emphasized because the, the, the tourism, etc. You've got other parts of the country that are at oh. the same state for a longer time. But it doesn't get emphasised because it's not attracting international tourists. Mm. And, and 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 with provi- providing a, pro- a proactive solution, where do s- small water tanks fit into the immediate and future plans of water supply in a country which has access to piped water supply for less than half its people? Yeah, you know, like, like I said, I mean it's it's it's, it's providing immediate, uh-huh. um, but long term you you need to get more access. I think it's something like twenty eight percent of KZN have no direct access uh, to water and they have to, they have to walk more than 500 meters and Limpopo is probably around about 16%. Uh, it's like you said earlier, you know, you, you maybe live on your own and you've mm. got access to five taps. Now sure. you've got five people having access to no tap. So it's, it's quite a different uh, scenario. So as we, as, as we mentioned, uh, Manny, we are in this uh, pandemic and period which has caused fluctuation and a lot of deviation from a lot of norms. How important is water supply and what volumes would be needed in the fight against COVID-19, especially in our COVID-19 containment centers? So uh, water is crucial. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's everyone's right to have access to water, uh, to a constitutional right. It's stated clearly in the Constitution. And in relation to COVID, et cetera, you need hundreds of thousands of litres. You know, 5,000 litres and 10,000 litres isn't going to cut it. I mean, we, we generally use around about 274 litres per person per day. So when you, when you, you know, put in a COVID centre or something where you, people are having to sterilise, uh, doctors and nurses and, mm. and patients and everyone having to wash hands, it, it's, it's, it's quite a drain on the, on the water resource. Mm. And we also got schools opening as well and, and, and various uh, adjustments being made towards how we use water um, sparingly as well. What type of behavioral change do we have to have in society? We, we want the supply, but if you're going to water your garden perhaps during uh, noon when you know that it's going to evaporate and not even actually water the plants themselves and get to the roots, it might be a problem. Uh, the, the, how we treat our water supply is quite important. Would you say that behavioral changes is also a necessity? Definitely. I mean, it's often those who are lucky enough to have access to water take it for granted. I mean, you never ever contemplate that when you turn a tap on it, there's going to be no water. So just thinking about the, the way um, we utilize and how much water we utilize is very important. So, I mean, showers instead of baths, mm. uh, that type of stuff. You, you only realize how much water you use when you have to fill up a, a bath with, with a bucket. Mm. And then lastly, if you were to bend the ear, if there were any public officials listening, such as the Minister of Human Settlements and Water and Sanitation, uh, what would you say to them? I would, I would say definitely that, I, uh, that hopefully this is a catalyst for greater investment in, in water storage. You know, um, let's, let's be proactive about this. Let's, let's not wait for the next virus or drought or, or water shortage.
Thank you so much, Manny Ramos, CEO at Beco Tanks, telling us about the importance of water and why it must get back on the health agenda. Thank you so much for your time and insights and the work that you do, Manny. All the best. Thank you very much.